back to the Hollow Sky Podcast. We are your hosts, Steven. And Kyle. And happy Halloween, everyone. Uh, by the time you listen to this, it won't be Halloween, but it is Halloween now. So we hope you all had a safe and awesome trick-or-treating, and it was extra spooky. Yeah, we had a pretty good time trick-or-treating, although it was... Different. It was sad in comparison oh, to wow. recent years. Just not as many people out giving out candy, and then people were being a little bit stingy with their candy. Ooh, not me, dog. Yeah, that's how I would be. I would just give out shitloads of it. But, you know, that's me, and I still appreciate the people that did get out and give out candy because that means a lot to the kids. Yeah, I live on a dead-end road right next to a cemetery, so we either have hella trick-or-treaters or minimal trick-or-treaters. It was um, all right this year because we were giving out candy. Yeah, it was a good time. Yeah, for sure. Um, What else we got going on? Not a whole lot. No. Uh, Kyle's got a dope-ass conspiracy he's going to dive into. See, I do this thing, like Kyle's the conspiracy guy. <laughs> So whenever I hear like weird conspiracy shit that I don't want to dive into myself, I'm like, yo, Kyle, check this out. And I just plant that little seed. Yeah, I was going to give a disclaimer before the actual, before I dive into it, that just everybody needs to keep in mind this is Steve's fault. <laughs> so I just plant the seed and then I let Kyle grow it. Yeah, I was supposed to write three separate episodes last night and I got one. So it's all this. I just. I love to sit in the background and just watch him just fucking lose it. <laughs> yeah, and I, I listened to a two and a half hour podcast on this subject. Shout out to that podcast. Yeah, and it was ridiculous. And I was like one in the morning and I'm like, fuck, I am exhausted. Like, I, I have to go to bed. <laughs> all right, before we get into that little nugget, we got to get through the business. So check us out at all our social medias, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Search up the Hollow Sky Podcast and we will be there. Come over and hang out with us, share memes, talk about weird shit, anything you find on the internet that's weird, um, weird news, just post it. I like to read all that shit Yeah, share it around. Um, if you're interested in being a Patreon subscriber, hop on over there to patreon.com slash hollowsky and check it out. Check out our tiers if that's something you're interested in. Sign up and get some cool shit. Uh, we also have a Venmo set up if you want to buy us a monster. You can go to Venmo slash Hollow Sky or at Hollow Sky Podcast and throw some change in there for our monster uh, donation. Yeah, we recently just had a big contribution <laughs> yeah, in the dope. monster fund. So thank you so much for that. Yeah, that was awesome. That's That'll keep us in monsters for a little bit. Yeah, Speaking of which. Because when the... Uh, when the email hit, I texted Steve and I go, did somebody seriously just give us 50 fucking dollars? <laughs> He's like, is this a mistake? I'm like, I don't think so. So Dude, that was awesome. Gonna, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you, Allison. I'm going to shout you out anyway. Yeah, I was going to say, I was getting ready to look for the name. I forgot. I knew it was Allison, but I didn't remember the last part. But Either this way, one, thank you so much. These are for you. Oh, <sighs> Hell yeah. That's that good stuff. Yes, we very much appreciate that. That was fantastic. It was, uh, it's pretty fucking awesome. Uh, if you have a scary story you'd like to share and like for us to feature on a future episode, Kyle's going to tell you how to get that good shit to us. Well, first off, you got to know our email. And our email is going to be hollowskypodcast at gmail.com. Now, 
you can use the voice memo app on your smartphone, record your story, and then shoot it over to the email. You can write your stories out. You can hit Steve up on Facebook. You can send it to me on Instagram, which, by the way, uh, as far as the Instagram goes, some of you guys, I've found that there's messages in there from like fucking 20 weeks ago. And if I don't respond to that stuff, I apologize because what's happening is I don't know much about the social media shit. I don't use it very often, but it's creating two different bins for messages that I'm getting. So some of them are in like a general and then some of them are in like, I get general. Yeah. Like what I want to pay attention to. And I'm like, why is it doing this? I don't, I don't understand just show me when I have a message so I can talk to people. <laughs> He's not ignoring you, I promise. No, I, I'm not. I'm not. And I apologize if I've, if I've slacked on that. And another thing, I want to give a huge shout-out to John Mitchler for creating the awesome little diorama he did for us. Oh, yeah, the monster one? Yeah, and he actually has a a little website or Facebook page called Recycled Fantasies. Go check him out. Hell, yeah. Maybe buy some shit from him, support him. We appreciate it a lot, buddy. Dude does dope work. Yeah, it is awesome. So, speaking of uh, podcasts and shit, if you'd like to come over uh, to Apple or iTunes podcast, if that's where you listen, hop over there and leave us a review. Five star preferably, but we'll take any reviews that you like. Yep. We like the constructive criticism. Let us know what we need to work on, what we need to change. Absolutely. If you leave us a five star we will shout you out. So our five-star today is from uh, Kristen LZ. She says, love listening to you guys. I'm always answering questions you have like you can hear me. says, listening from Brighton, so we're close. Was born in Jerseyville. Well, Kristen, thank you so much for taking the time to hop on over there and leaving us a five-star. That is the best way to help support the podcast, hands down. For sure. It makes us more visible and easier to come across when people are searching for paranormal podcasts and dope-ass shit. Kind of pushes us up to the top. So the more of those we get, the better. But with all that being said, what else? Uh, there was one thing that I was forgetting to talk about. Oh, back to patron. We got some new patrons that I would like to shout out. So thank you all so much to Alyssa, Jenny, and Kenneth. Thank you for taking the time and just supporting the podcast. It means the world to us. Appreciate it a lot. Yeah, definitely. And for our patrons who uh, have signed up and hasn't haven't sent their shipping address, hop over there and send me a message, and I'll be working on getting all that good shit out to you, all the little bonus knickknacks and whatnot. Hell yeah. So from there, we're going to go to our listener encounter of the day. Again, feel free to get these stories to us any way that you can. We would love, it's, it's my favorite part of the show, hearing everybody's stories and their encounters and stuff, and being able to put it on a platform for you guys is just... It's easily the best part. Today, we got some responses to some questions from a former uh, email. It's from our friend Nathan. He says, hey, guys, thanks for reading my experiences on the podcast. It's awesome to hear it read out and hear what you guys think about it and what it could have been. Really love your show. It's my favorite, and you're both awesome. I don't recall if there were any lights the night of or nights leading up to it. I'm sorry, but they were pretty frequent, so it wouldn't surprise me if there were. I had a feeling you guys would think it was some sort of gray. That's what I'd always thought. Don't know if it's related or not, but ever since that happened, I get a random high-pitched ringing in my ears if electrical devices get turned off 
or on around me quite frequently. I also had this strange mark on my inner bicep of my left arm, which unfortunately is covered up by one of my tattoos now. As to any other strange occurrences afterwards, I know um, I know I've always had a strange I've always had strange and vivid dreams that feel all too real and have seen my fair share of UFOs as well as a lot of different paranormal entities and possible cryptids. Not sure if it does relate, but it's what I can think of as to strange happenings. About the clothes inside out, I didn't notice at the time, to be honest. I really wish I had known a lot more about these things at the time so I could check, but after that night, I studied into everything paranormal I could find. I hope I answered all the questions. Pretty sure I did. Thanks again, guys. All right. More in soon. Stay weird, Nathan. So I believe this was a case of missing time he wrote in about. He had, I think he had seen the entity. Was it the one on the hill with his friend? I think it was. And that was our first go-to question was uh, if he noticed any like lights in the sky that would corroborate right. with an alien abduction or again, if his clothes were not like put on the, the right way. So it is strange that he did have a mark on his inner bicep. Yeah. Bicep, not sept. I've actually heard stories of people also when having run-ins with these greys, if you will, or aliens in particular, where they start becoming sensitive to electronic devices, which is very curious, really. Yeah. It makes me wonder why. Like, why? Unless the only thing I can think about, which I know you probably don't want to hear, is maybe you have an implant. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, too. <laughs> and I... And when you said, I wish I knew a lot more about this shit when it happened, there, that voice inside my head is like, no, you don't. <laughs> yeah. No, you bliss. don't. Yeah, it is weird. That that just, that ringing just started after yeah. the encounter. Yep. And I definitely look for strange marks on your body aside from, you know, on your bicep there. <clears throat> I'm just wondering if like, I know I always have strange and vivid dreams that feel all too real and have seen my fair shares of UFOs as well. I wonder if these these accounts happened <clears throat> these accounts happened after his initial the initial account he wrote in about about seeing the creature. Like if it just kind of I don't know, sometimes I think once your mind becomes open to these things, like you see something and you almost accept that it's real that it kind of opens the door to other shit. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. Just bizarre. I've been having some fucked up dreams here, too, lately about oh. aliens. Oh, shit. Yeah. It's been the same one for a couple of nights in a row, and it's actually terrifying. It's um, But it's it's kind of cool because I I try to be the hero. I don't I don't freak out. So I, my fight mode kicks in instead of flight. But it's because it involves my kids. You turn into John Rambo. Pretty much. Sick. Um, but I, which was weird because in the dream, I'm back at my mom's house. That, that's where I'm living, which is strange, which is where I had all my encounters to begin with. But uh, I just like, I remember seeing it's nighttime out and both my kids are outside and three little gray aliens are trying to take my daughter and my boy is out there freaking out. And I run out there to try to attack the grays and the second I get close to the grays, that's when I wake up. That's fucked up. It sucks. It really sucks. And then the other night I had another remember, it's been a while, but I had that dream slash feeling of like rebar being pulled through my hips. Yeah. 
Because someone wrote in about it. Yeah, and then uh, the other night I had a feeling. It wasn't a dream. It was like I was in the in-between state, and it felt like somebody hit me on the head with a baseball bat. Like I felt an intense pressure at the top of my head, just real fast, really, really fast. Just It was almost like somebody was able to push my skull in like it was just goo. Like it just went whop. And then I was like, what in the fuck was that? But it's, it makes me, it's, it's weird how when you're in those in-between states, how things, I don't know, it's just weird things happen. Like whether it's sleep paralysis or you're seeing things that aren't really there. It's very, it's a very, very weird place to be. <laughs> the veil is thin, dog. <clears throat> Apparently. Good shit. But yeah, Nathan, thanks for taking the time to write back in and answer some of those buddy. questions we had. It's definitely a weird experience. I hope it's nothing nefarious. If it is aliens or whatever, maybe they'll just leave you the fuck alone and that'd be dope. Or just try to fight them. Yeah, just John Rambo them. You'll definitely win if you're Hell John yeah. Rambo. Hell yeah, brother. So, wrapping it back around, Kyle is about to take you on this roller coaster. Yeah, it's ride. crazy. And I apologize for Steve's fault. going to happen now. It is Steve's fault, 100%. <laughs> I'm not even sure how long this is going to last. It could be short, it could be fast. But anyway, Fuck it, let it rip. It's going. All right, so this topic is on Dark Winter. And I don't know if anybody has been paying any attention to politics in the recent time. I'm sure a lot of you are because it's really force-fed to us. <clears throat> but <laughs> do, you want me, do you want me to start it off? <laughs> go for off it. I don't, I don't care. Go for it, yeah. So <laughs> I was watching recaps of the, the very last presidential debate, and I heard um, Biden talk about a dark winter's coming, dark winter, and he kept using this phrase, dark winter, and I'm like... Man, that's really specific wording that, I mean, to to everyday general public doesn't have any correlation with, like, what we're dealing with as far as the pandemic goes and the civil unrest. You never, I've never heard that term, dark winter, but he said it uh, at, more than one time. Yeah, it was so at it least twice. So it kind of stood out. And then I got, I was scrolling through some conspiracy pages on Facebook, and someone's like, did anybody hear Biden mention dark winter? And I was like, well, yeah, which is weird, but I didn't think much of it. So then I scroll down and I see Operation Dark Winter. And then that's where I'm like, yo, Kyle, Biden said Dark Winter. And Check I, sent him, <laughs> I sent him the government page as to Operation Dark Winter. And then I just didn't say anything else. <laughs> I was like, well, guess I'm digging into this. Just so like Steve said. I'm, that was the little intro there. <laughs> I'm a conspiracy nut. I fucking love conspiracies. I always have. But... uh you know, back to this dark winter thing. So, you know, what what is dark winter? What what took place? Apparently on June 22nd to the 23rd in 2001, the Center for Strategic and International Studies, Johns Hopkins Center for Civilian Biodefense Studies, the ANSER Institute for Homeland Security, and even the Oklahoma City National Memorial Institute for the Prevention terrorism hosted a senior level war game which is weird because it seems like in the recent times there's been a lot of these quote-unquote war games in regards to these types of outbreaks like i.e covid they had a a war game 
about. I mean, it, if you listen to the war game, you read the war game. It's fucking COVID. They really Straight just need up. to stop having these, right? But this particular war game is a lot scarier than COVID. This particular war game was on. The, they theorized a smallpox outbreak during during the game. They simulated what the disease would do and what would go on in current times. Now, I guess in the the game, they simulated that it, it ended up spreading to 25 states and 15 countries. This was like a, a bioterrorist attack. Yeah, right? it, like it, I can weapon. think it, the bio attack actually started in Oklahoma is where it, they theorized it popped off. That's what I thought. So they went through all the scenarios. They were very thorough. Public health response, lack of smallpox vaccines, roles of federal and state governments, civil liberties, i.e. forcing people to quarantine, and lasting effects of isolation. This sounds familiar. Extremely familiar. It's scary how familiar this ends up turning into. Uh, they, they examined the role of the DOD in a p- potential military response. They even went through a 24-7 news cycle. So, like I said, it seems like they planned everything, and at the very least, they were ready for something like this to happen. Now, you kind of relate this to current times because it's literally everything that we're going through. I mean, we've we've had the the quarantine. We've had isolation. They've brought the military in, not as a forceful factor, but to aid and assist in uh, shipping supplies around, helping administer tests. Now, the findings of this war game are rather interesting as well because they theorized massive casualties, breakdowns in essential institutions, violation of the democratic process, which is fucking strange, Civil disorder, which we've seen. Loss of confidence in the government, which is currently happening. Probably was never there to begin with. No, not really. (laughs) They even went to point out the shortcomings between the different types of governments, you know, your federal, your state, your local, which is what's happening now. You see a lot of different branches of it pointing fingers at each other. Oh, yeah. None of them are on the same page. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, you can't have, like I was listening to a different podcast, and they're specifically talking about COVID, but he's like, the response to what's going on is kind of like that shitty parent that you don't know when you're going to be praised or reprimanded for something. Like there's no strict rules, you know, like with my son, it's like, Hey, don't say bad words or you're going to be in big trouble. I'm not the dad. It's like, well, you know, sometimes it's cool to say bad words, dude. Like it's, (laughs) it's okay. But sometimes I'm, I'm going to get, you're going to be in trouble. But anyways, um, they were talking about the lack of communication between the governments and the lack of planning, which would in turn then compromise limiting the loss of life, suffering, and economic damage. There is also no preparedness in the United States healthcare system, which we are currently fucking going through, or the industries supporting the fight to rid this hazard. So you've got... You know, the support would be like your pharmaceutical companies, your vaccine companies. None of them w- are prepared for a 
large scale outbreak, which like I've stated a million times already, we are currently going through. Not that it's as bad as what they theorized in the beginning, but in the beginning when it all when everybody was really, really scared, they were talking about all this. Oh yeah. It was almost like when COVID dropped, it was almost like they pulled this war game back out to use as like a blueprint, right? Oh yeah. That's that's all this is. It's you could you could take out smallpox and put any exactly yeah any absolutely. kind of absolutely virus in there the Spanish flu or, yep. or Ebola and it would all trickle down the same way that this has played out which is exactly the reason COVID played out because right. this was the plan that they had yeah it's just eerie because this was all done back in two thousand one and then like as I'm reading the war game I'm just like holy shit like this is everything that we have gone through this past year now. You know, back to what I was saying about there being no preparedness. You know, they theorized that all of this could result in hospitals being overrun and then basically rendering them useless, which is what we were afraid of in the very beginning. One of the biggest challenges, though, seemed to be the media. Managing the information distribution and effectively communicating the public with proper information, which, like I stated before, Nobody seems to be able to keep their ducks in a row when it comes to this. The the information's constantly changing. They're constantly it's almost like they're not even looking for facts anymore. They're just looking for something scary to talk about, which is kind of shitty. Um they even they they go into about containing the spread of the disease and they theorize that it would present significant ethical um, political, cultural, operational, and legal challenges. So they saw this section of it coming. Yeah, they they knew the infrastructure we had set up was garbage. Could not handle something exactly, like this. and they were preparing for all worst case scenarios, even if it, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It just basically took a shit on your ethical or anything. I mean, they just they're like, well, we just got to get ready for it because it's gonna suck for people. The thing, the thing that kind of like, because I'm reading along on different websites as you're talking here, as we normally do. The thing that gets me is like they had 20 fucking years to <laughs> fix what I'm saying. All of these problems that they knew were going to happen. Yeah, they just kind of held on to the fact that oh, it's the 20th century. Uh, a disease like this could happen, but it might not happen. So let's right. just not worry about it till it gets here. Right, and. That- I don't know. Like this is just the war game, so we're we're gonna get through this war game, so it gets really fucking interesting. Get ready for me to interrupt a lot because no, it's um, good. It's good. Um, but I got a lot of that, you know, war game information for the Center for Health dot org, and I'm telling you, it's it's crazy to see how they plan. And I went I went through the actual script of the war game, and I took some notes from it because there were a lot of things that really struck me as really, really shitty when it came to their quote-unquote planning. You know, especially if you wanted to theorize, because a lot there are some people out there right now that are thinking that whatever, like Biden's reference to Dark Winter is going to result in a smallpox outbreak. I don't know that that is, I'm not here to say that this is exactly what's coming. Or if anything's coming at all, I'm just reporting on what I found but let's just pretend that it is a smallpox outbreak, and 
I don't think a lot of people realize how shitty smallpox is. It's a bad bitch. It's fucking bad. It's really bad. Because in this war game, they had um, what happened to people, and they had pictures of, of kids with smallpox and stuff, and it is fucking horrible. What was insane to me is I got to reading on how they, they plan to do the vaccines because it's kind of a ongoing debate right now. But in this war game, they said that the United States had about 12 million vaccines for the smallpox. They were going to hold, which this this is fucked up to me. They were going to hold over 2.5 million vaccines for quote-unquote key officials. And then they would try to decide if they should wait for the fallout or go ahead and ship these states and should they go ahead and cure key people and their families or wait until the fallout happened. So to me, that's royally fucked. That's exactly what would happen, though. I know, but like that blows my mind that these people have the gall to sit there and say, listen, without question, my life is more important than yours. Not that we don't get that in everyday life, you know, because we all know that that's how a lot of our bosses think. You know, people up the food chain, that's that's how they think. It is, you know, it's just, I think it's a... It's a Social uh, status. That, and it's like a, a byproduct of power, right? Yeah, yeah. So... But I, I, that just fucking irked me to the core because that's no different than like in the policies of, of opening a draft and then them being like, hey, guess what, Steve? Your boy's 18 years old. He's going to go fight in a war even though he's never shot a gun in her had any military training. And all the while, I'm the I'm the senator and I've got six boys who are 20 years old. And Steve's like, well, are they going? And I'm like, well, no. <laughs> Why would my kids go to the war like that? What? Yeah, you know. So it's this double standard that has really been irking me over the years, and I've had a lot of mental walls being torn down by the way that the government sees how to interact with us. I have had I have a lot of fucking problems with it which I'm not going to go into because we'd be here for another three hours. <laughs> I was just I was just waiting for it. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. It might pop up later on, but but uh, back to the dark winter thing. And this is a thing that I don't think that many people think about because I don't. I don't because I, right now I've got some medical issues. They're not fucking horrible, but it seems to be derived from a lot of stress and shit like that. And, like I was telling Steve, that's not something that I normally attribute anything to. I don't, I'm not the type of person that's like, you know what, Steve, I'm just, I'm just too fucking stressed to do this. Like to me, that sounds like a bitch way out, even though it's not because we all know stress can literally kill you. But in these types of situations, we, we don't ever think about the mental health of people. And during these situations, because like Steve was telling me that, he saw things from dentists who are just fixing people's teeth like crazy, right? Weren't you telling me something about oh, that? Yeah, there's, well, not fixing them, but there's reports of well, people yeah. breaking. Like, they're one of the byproducts of this pandemic, the one we're going through right now, is that people are breaking their teeth off. 
which is fucking their teeth crazy. are cracking from they're assuming that it's the stress and the anxiety that people have are they're grinding their teeth and their jaws are clenched so tight all the time that it's f- physically cracking people's teeth which is crazy it's crazy that and i'll guarantee that a lot of those people don't even know they're doing that no like they don't even realize that they're clenching their teeth whether it's their sleep or even during the day i guarantee you they they're not even paying attention to it because their mind is going a million miles an hour in a different fucking direction. Yeah, it's locked on their phone or it's locked right. on the news. I did it one day. I was sitting there scrolling through Facebook, just looking at all the f- fucking media diarrhea. And as soon as I shut my phone off, I felt my jaw right. clinch. Yeah. And I'm like, holy shit, how long was I sitting there just grinding my gears, you know? Yep. And you it's... know, like even this year, as far as the stress goes, I mean, we've had to fight through lockdowns. We've had to fight through a million different restrictions. We've had loss of jobs and wages. We've had civil unrest. The suicides are up. Hell, there's somebody that my wife's worked with that ended up taking his life not too long ago. And I'm don't know. I don't know the specifics and I'm not going to get into it, but suicides are up. There are a lot of people out there that think this is the end all be all. And they're just depressed. We, we don't, Get, we don't get the opportunity to socialize like we were doing. I feel like the repercussions of this of this actual dark winter would be tenfold, or no, th- not not dark winter, but the repercussions of what we're going through now, I feel like they're tenfold to anything we've seen in a long time with all the forced shutdowns. And that, that, that's the thing with forced shutdowns is people, like, people don't even acknowledge the fact that we are human beings and... We are social creatures. We need to touch and feel people. We need to communicate. It's it's who we are. It's it's proven that by touching people, even just something as simple as hugging, but skin to skin contact, it releases chemicals in us that make us feel good and make us feel loved. And we need that. And we we don't have that right now. Not me. Well, not Steve. <laughs> but you know, I do. I I admire people that. Like, I love nothing more than when I see a friend, you know, like Beef's a prime example. Every time I see that dude, he he holds his hand out, you slap hands, he brings you in for a hug. I love that shit. That makes, you know, it's just, it's that, that camaraderie, that family feeling. It's it's really, really nice. You know, moving on here, I, I know how crazy this shit sounds. Because I'm a pretty rational person, and when I look at these things, I look at it with an open mind, but... I could also see how a lot of people would think that I'm fucking nuts in kind of delving down this hole. But here are a couple facts that I found. Some of them I didn't know, so it is rather informative to me. But this the whole bioterrorism thing, it, it's real. It's happened, and it's happened in the past. So these are a couple examples. I know throughout history, if you want to get into wars and stuff, you can definitely find a lot more examples of like essentially bioterrorism, but here are a couple. In World War One, the Germans infected allied livestock with anthrax. In World War Two, there were plague inflected infected fleas that were dropped in China, which actually resulted in over fifty thousand people dying. In nineteen eighty four, this is a crazy one, in nineteen eighty four, a cult 
put salmonella in I salad just, bars. I just googled it <laughs> in Oregon. And why did they do this? To prevent people from voting. Yep. In 1990, a cult produced a chemical attack with sarin nerve, a sarin nerve agent in Tokyo, and in 2001, United States citizens were infected with anthrax through the postal service. So these things do happen. They are possible. Back to COVID for a minute. You know, despite your outlook on whether it was man-made or by some fucking dumb bat that's kind of not relevant, the end result is all the same because I, I believe that the powers to be used this to their advantage. They took advantage of what happened to push certain agendas onto us. And I kind of say that with a slight, what I will go ahead and say, a slight sliver of proof. I can't obviously 100% verify it, but in my belief, I do believe that it is kind of true. And, you know, because you got to think about it, there were a lot of people that made fuckloads of cash off this. There were a lot of people... That are there are a lot of things that are trying to get pushed down our throats, like this whole um, mass surveillance programming shit, which I'm getting ready to talk about. You know, so the the sliver of proof is that apparently most of the major players with this whole dark winter war game goes, they are the ones that are in charge of this whole biodefense bullshit. They're trying to put mass surveillance programs in to help contain people. They also are the same people, ironically enough, that have close connections to the insider trading shit that happened a while back and what was um, connected to the group of senators. You remember that? When them senators got in trouble fucking with all them stocks? Just selling shit out. Yep. So a lot of these people who are in charge of this stuff, they all have ties to these senators and everything else. So, I mean, it's not that far-fetched to think about. Think about it, guys. If I've got some information coming about a company that's getting ready to score big, and I'm like, hey, Steve, go. Uh, you should probably start buying into fucking Kyle Defense <laughs> products because we're about ready to pop the fuck off. It's not, it's not out of the realm of possibility for me. And another odd thing that happened me and Steve talked about this a lot whenever our current situation took place was that in January what happened 220 CEOs stepped down which set records bingo and they also dumped all their fucking stocks when they stepped down and apparently I found out that this is around the time the intelligence community found out about COVID Coincidence or no? I'm going with no. Here is a little fucking gold nugget that I stumbled on. And I don't know how I feel about it. Like, I didn't think about it. I brought it up to Steve last night when we was hanging out, passing out candy. I heard somebody, I think it was on a Tinfoil Hat podcast with Sam Tripoli. Shout out to Tinfoil Hat. Right on. Yeah, those guys are dope. But I heard that when it comes to this vaccine that is being 
rushed towards us that the vaccine itself is actually going to be a synthetic mashup that will apparently change our DNA. Once again, I'm not exactly sure because I don't, I don't know shit about DNA. I'll just be honest with you. I don't know anything about DNA other than it's in us, but apparently this mashup is going to change our DNA. Now, once again, I know that sounds crazy, but there's also people talking how these tests that we've been getting, which I don't know anything about these tests. I'm not a doctor. So if there is anybody out there who is a little more informed than me, please reach out to us. But one guy was claiming that these tests don't even have the ability to see if we're actually infected or not. What these, what these tests are actually for is collecting all of our DNA. Which, once again, it comes back to this DNA question. Why why are you collecting DNA? What, what would be the end result here? I don't... It's not clear to me. The only thing I could think of off the top of my head is that if... If they were using it for some type of gene editing tool, because right now gene editing is real. It, it's possible. They have CRISPR and stuff, and they can go into people's genes and edit out things. So are they trying to find specific traits to start kind of, I guess, in a way, building a superior race. Does that make sense? I mean, it sounds logical, right? I don't know. I'm just kind of spitballing here. Yeah, I mean, they're collecting DNA. They're collecting it for something, whether it be... Yeah. Something like... Man, I don't know. I don't know. It's hard to, to actually put a finger on it. Like, what? what why could you be collecting... It, like all these people's DNA, like it's a mass collection and what better way to do it than to try to force all this shit onto us. I mean, it's a perfect scenario for it. Yeah. Unless, unless they're seeing how this virus is affecting different races and that's possible too. Because yeah, I've, for sure. I've been reading reports where like people with O blood, it's not affecting as bad. Right. Yeah. I heard that and, too. Like all this weird shit, you know, like, it doesn't even, I don't know. I'm not a virologist or anything. Right. It doesn't make any fucking sense. I, from the get-go, like, I believe the virus is real. I don't know whether it's man-made. I don't know whether they were just sitting on this blueprint waiting for something to pop off. But. That's a good thought, too. What I thought from the very beginning, if you if you ask Kyle when this, when this, when everything broke down. I'm like, this almost seems like an exercise of them seeing how we react Yeah. to, hey, Hollow Cult, the weather's getting nice, and you know what that means? It's cryptid hunting season. And the first rule to cryptid hunting is good footwear. That's why we're excited to announce our partnership with Tacovis Boots. When you're out hunting the dogman or stalking Chupacabra, you don't have time to break in boots. That's why Tecovis is so nice. They have first wear comfort. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with their styles when you're out hunting cryptids. And let me tell you, their styles are on point. I've always considered getting me a pair of snakeskin boots, and their pair is mint. They also have crocodile boots, caiman boots, ostrich boots, regular leather boots. They they have it all, and it's it's ridiculously awesome. You can even stop by their the local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service. 
Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. So just imagine yourself getting a pair of legitimate snakeskin Hollow Sky branded boots. How awesome would that be? Nothing is going to intimidate a dog man like a nice pair of gator skin boots. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Something of this nature. Yeah, speaking of that, I actually showed Steve this earlier, and I didn't write it in my notes, but I, I screenshotted it. I found, through digging around, I found this post, and it is rather ominous. Where the fuck did it go? I just showed Steve. Oh, here it is. It was posted uh, August 14th, 2020, and it looks like it's from globalresearch.ca. And it says, Mike Pompeo admits COVID-19 is a live exercise. Trump reports, I wish you would have told us. Yeah, what the fuck does a live exercise mean? I have no idea, but it, there's a little thing I took a uh, another screenshot of. It said, United States Secretary of State Mike Pompeo had a slip of the tongue while addressing the American people from the White House when he stated that COVID-19 is a live military exercise. Quote, this is not about retribution pompeo explained this matter is going forward we are in a live exercise here to get this right whatever that means yeah like back to what i was saying so it kind of yeah that's the only reason i brought it up because it ties into a little bit what steve was talking just talking about it's almost like they're they this popped off for them to see how would we would react because it's killed a lot of people. That's yeah. not like I'm not gonna argue that no. with anyone. But in the grand scheme of viruses, it's not like a world ender. Like for example, no. I was just looking at the statistics, and I'm not gonna argue with anybody about underlying illnesses or this or that or blah 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 blah. I'm just going by the numbers. Um, according to our worldanddata.org, there are 45.15 million confirmed cases as of October 30th. That's a lot. And there is 1.18 million deaths. So that's about that's a That's still a lot two, of people, too. Yeah, about a 0. 2, 0. 0.026 uh, Death rate. fatality rate. Just to let you know how big of a bad bitch smallpox is. It bears a 30% case fatality Holy rate. shit. So if the same amount of people, 45.15 million, came down with the smallpox, there would be 13,500 deaths right now. That's so a globe I, changer. Yeah, I think it's, in in my mind, they're just seeing how we, we would react. Would they all be able, would we all be able to band together and shut the shit down? Or would we just let it keep running its course until, like, we're just wait, we're just essentially just waiting for it to be over. Yeah, you know what I yeah. mean. No, you're like, right. You're either waiting for it to run its course, or you're waiting for a vaccine. And in the meantime, there's still thousands, hundreds of thousands of people getting sick, thousands of people yep. dying. I just feel, I feel like they're taking a lot of data in as to how it's affecting us, this virus specifically. Because I, I see that that in my mind makes me think that it probably wasn't a man-made concoction because they're still 
there's so much shit they don't know about it. It's possible. It's like they're still studying it. But I think it's more of a social experiment than it was a medical experiment because they're watching how we all react to it. Because if something like this did go down, if smallpox or some some other banger got released, Ebola or some shit, if they weaponized Ebola, that that would be f- horrible. Yeah. Smallpox is is bad enough. There's there's no treatment for smallpox. Once you right. get it, you either die or you survive. Right. And it's physically disfiguring. It's it's just it's bad. It spreads like it spreads like COVID spreads. Yeah. And one person gets it, it can spread it to twenty others. The thing that you know to kind of not to jump on the scare wagon here, but the th- like I saw an article I started looking into which this is I mean this is this is what I do okay I started looking into because one of the main ways you can weaponize this shit to hit a large amount of fucking people at once you can put smallpox on the tip of a nuclear warhead and infect people that way so I started looking into well how many warheads are missing on the planet. They theorize that there are 44 nuclear warheads fuck do you lose a war that are unaccounted for. And then on top of that, you look at the idea of smallpox, right? Like, well, how the fuck are people going to get smallpox? I mean, come on. The, a lot of smallpox samples are in facilities that are not easy to fucking get into. Well, Only two countries have samples okay, well, that are accounted for. Well, it was just a couple years ago. I don't remember the fucking year. I should have wrote it down. But they, one guy was just randomly cleaning out a refrigerator at a facility. I think it might have been in a college or something. No, it might not have been college. Don't, don't quote me there. But either way, imagine he's cleaning out a facility. He's going through the fridge, cleaning out this, that, and the other. And what's he stumble on? Six unknown samples of smallpox. Good thing he didn't drop that. No shit. Because... Uh, according to the that website, the Center for Health and Security, it says, although it says basically labs in two countries store the small, the remaining smallpox samples gotcha. that are accounted for, and that's in the United States and in Russia. I tried finding the reason why I found that story is because I wanted to know how many samples were unaccounted for. Uh, that's a that's information you'll never find. That's true. They would not have that in, in because I I was thinking going that road with the, the warheads like oh shit yeah. like, this is possible you could buy this shit on the black market and fuck us I, I feel like if it if it was out there that readily available oh I don't think it's readily available nah yeah that but was I bad feel time. like it is I feel like somebody would would have pulled the trigger on it already probably you're probably right you're probably right but what I'm saying by like that only two labs own it if it does break out. There's, There's only almost two places to point yeah, your finger. <laughs> it's almost certain that it was an intentional. Right. Gotcha. However, on here it says in 1972, after disappearing from Yugoslavia for four fucking decades, 40 years. Oh, wow. A single case of smallpox emerged. Well, and there, there's been people that th- look at the fucking Black Plague. Yeah. They po- it had to pop up from somewhere. Yeah. Well, and they, there are people that theorize that these viruses. They only go dormant. We don't ever crush them. Like they go dormant for so long, and then they'll just randomly yeah. rear their ugly face. And like it states, it's just like COVID. There's only two ways to control a smallpox epidemic, and that's a vaccine or isolation. Right. And as me and you were talking the other day with smallpox, if it if it breaks out again, we're pretty much fucked. Yeah. Because the last vaccinations happened in 1972, so people 
born after 72 never got vaccinated for it. People that did get vaccinated, do we, we don't even know how long that shit lasts. Right. You're absolutely like that could right. wear off. We are just grasping on the fact that <laughs> those two, those two labs will never be compromised yep. and that nobody without a conscience gets a vial of that shit because absolutely. everybody, everybody that's 40 years old, almost 50 years old is fucked. No, you're right. And it's, it's scary to think about, you know, but a couple, uh, I guess I'll just call them disclaimers here. You know, when, when I was talking about the vaccines there and the theorizing of what they could do to us, I don't want anyone out there to feel like I'm telling you what you should and shouldn't do with your vaccine and your body. Don't listen to anybody when it comes to that shit. You do what you feel you got to do because that's what I would do. I wouldn't listen to anybody. I would do what I think is best for me and my family, and I want everybody to do the same the same thing. Um, with that being said, you know, like I said, this is Steve's fault. Um, sorry guys. (laughs) Conspiracies are kind of my, my Achilles heel. Now, in my honest opinion, in this past year, if you don't believe in the deep state, I feel like you probably should after this point with everything that's going on, I I just kind of feel like they're, they're, they're just pushing to see how far they can get with us. And I mean, think about this, people. I want I want everybody to just to sit down and really, really think about this. So me and Steve were hanging out last night, and I got sent a picture. I don't know if it was from my wife or a buddy, but it was of Walmart. And I even went into Walmart, ironically enough, and I was walking past the hunting section, and I noticed that there was no guns and no ammo. Now, I don't have Facebook, so I don't have these fucking up-to-date stories, but I remember thinking to myself, gosh, damn, like people are buying the shit out of guns and ammo again. Well, they're not. What I found out is that Walmart is pulling guns and ammo because they're afraid of what's going to happen with this election. And, you know, I, I talked to Steve about that last night, and then Steve shows me a picture. There was, there was a place selling 556 five, ammo, which is, if you don't know what it's for, it's for the ever feared AR 15s. And these drums of ammunition, they contain 14,000 rounds for $7,000. And once again, if I had $7,000, I would have bought those 14,000 rounds in a fucking heartbeat. But that's besides the point. What is scary about this is like I was telling Steve earlier, what, what is scary is this tells me that people are preparing themselves to go to war with their neighbors over this past year. And that, that to me is fucking horrifying that because a lot of what's happened, whether you want to admit it or not is, is not my fault or Steve's fault or the guy down the street fault. Like I feel I've, personally blame a lot of this turmoil on the government because they're the ones that made us do a lot of fucked up shit. So I just kind of, I don't know. I just kind of feel like, like the deep state is, and me and Steve have talked about this before. Like they're just, they're just seeing how far they can push us before we finally turn around and fight back. But at this point, I don't, I don't believe that a lot of us will fight back. I, especially in a thing like this, this is so scary because when COVID first started, coming down the line i mean it was scary to think about 
it was it was really really scary to think about moving on once again in another direction i found i sent this to steve last night because it was a pretty fucking scary comment but i found a comment by an independent journalist named whitney webb and she has apparently been following this dark winter shit and uh she posted on twitter and i found the actual the actual post i sent it to steve Dark Winter is 2020's version of the 2000-2001, comma, A New Pearl Harbor. Top DHS official said earlier this year that we are on the doorstep of another 9-11 that they can't, quote-unquote, quite stop. And so I started looking in this Whitney Webb, right? Who, who the fuck is this? Well, I guess she's based out of Chile, and she has a podcast, I think it's called The Unlimited Hangout or something like that. And her first episode is actually on Dark Winter. Two and a half hours long, I sat through the entire fucking thing that night. <laughs> and that's probably what made me more tired than anything, was just because I had to focus all my attention on it. Because I can't listen to her talk and then try to do research at the same time because my mind will get moving and I can't, I can't focus. Yeah, I heard that. But she makes fucking crazy huge connections through all of this. Okay, so after Dark Winter broke, which is like 2001, they pushed for an enemy in this war game, apparently. And apparently the enemy was in the Middle East. Not long after that, they claimed Saddam Hussein had weaponized smallpox in his inventory. So... They use this to obviously go in to Saddam's palace, look for weapons of mass destruction, yada, yada, yada. Which, you take that now, apparently they're using COVID to attack China because I heard reports just the other day that there are several people filing fucking lawsuits against China over this COVID outbreak. They're looking for over $7 trillion in damages. <laughs> I'm not I'm not kidding. What's the national debt in the United States? It's shit, I don't know. I feel like it's near 20. 7 trillion to put a dent in it though. It would put a dent in it. Weird. Because I even googled that and there I didn't see 7 trillion exactly, but there are a lot of uh 6 trillion That's lawsuits coming at China. And I mean all and, China's going to have to say is no. And Trump's been talking about it. That's all he's been saying is China will pay for what happened. I mean, what if he means that literally? Like, you're going to give us money for everything you fucked up if it was their fault. I'm not saying that it is 100% because I don't know. It's funny that she she compares it to 9-11 because before you got into that, I was sitting here thinking about it. And I was thinking about the civil unrest before COVID, not even just in the United States, but all around the world. In multiple countries, there were people pushing back against the gov- their governments and all this other stuff. And if you remember 9-11, when that happened, all of America, essentially 90% of the world came together yeah. and, and, and backed the United States. Yep. And it brought everyone together. I'm almost wondering if this wasn't a f- failed attempt oh, shit. to... to <laughs> Bring everyone back together, like like the. Are you talking COVID yeah, or okay? Yeah. Like we're not gonna pay attention to these tyrannical governments that we're pushing back against because now we have a new enemy. That's a good fucking that angle. Is, 
that is this virus. It's but, actually a good angle. Which in the beginning it did work. Absolutely, everybody was scared. Two, three. Everybody months. was ready and willing to wear masks, sanitize, do all that. But now, it's like it backfired because now Bad. people are even even have less trust in the government because and they the still haven't done anything to fix anything, and it's just a it's just a disaster. So it makes me wonder: Are they going to have to step up a level? Are they going to one up a level to try to bring everybody back together again? Is there going to have to be an that's even a good bigger question. disaster? Dude, that's a good observation. I didn't even see that angle, but I could definitely see that playing out. As we were talking, I was thinking like, right. man, what if... No, that's a good one. Um, Now we talk about 9-11. Well, she also makes a connection to 9-11. So the day before 9-11... Rudy Giuliani and Jerome Howard, along with FEMA, were planning a drill. This drill was for a bio-attack. Then 9-11 happened. So the people from FEMA that were there, they obviously helped in the attack. But the, the evening of the attack, Jerome Howard starts to warn the Bush administration, and he warned them that they need to start taking Cipro. Well, if you don't know anything about Cipro... Cipro actually helps prevent anthrax. Weird. And right around the same time, the United States Postal Service were taught how to handle packages with anthrax. Weird. And I also heard I could be misquoting some of it, but I heard that one of the universities had, I believe it was the anthrax that got used in... The actual attacks, which took place after this, we had the big anthrax attacks. But I heard that a university had this anthrax. Weird. And the FBI said, we need it destroyed so it can't be used in another terrorist attack. Which, that would have been the only sample to... uh, put right next to what we were attacked with to see exactly where it came from. So <laughs> classic <laughs> FBI. How convenient, right? You know, but classic. I just like, I just thought that that, that was crazy because that that's a huge connection to, to go from these three things into now. And I mean, I know Rudy Giuliani's still around. And like I said earlier, you have the exact same players of dark winter that you do in COVID, they're all running the same fucking circles. And COVID itself, they had, like I said, they had a war game for COVID as well. They need to stop doing fucking war games. I'm telling you. Or us as the public need to keep an eye out for when they're running these. Oh, yeah. We definitely need to do a better job at sticking together. Because apparently whenever they do these fucking war games, it's not too long after. Like, granted... The dark winter didn't happen. But who's to say it didn't get thwarted? Well, Maybe and, it was coming down a, the line. According to Whitney Webb, it did happen. But dark winter was what they used to go after Saddam. Because they war-gamed yeah, it, yeah, and they yeah, were yeah. claiming that the enemy would be from the Middle East, which then they pushed that onto like, like Saddam Hussein. Like they were staying ahead of the game. Right, they yeah, yeah. They didn't release it, yeah. I got you. <laughs> I feel you, dog. So, you know, when it comes to, like I, like I was saying, when it comes to this current dark winter, I don't have a clue if it's smallpox or not. I hope to God it's not smallpox. But uh, 
diving further down the rabbit hole, it is rather, like Steve said, it's kind of suspect that he dropped Dark Winter twice, kind of like he was, you know, informed on it or had a briefing with it or heard somebody say it. Yeah, like I stated, it's it's such an such an out there combination of words yeah. to be talking about um, the pandemic. Like, like I understand they're calling for the COVID outbreak to ramp up again this winter, but I right. hadn't heard it referred to as that, and that right. just stuck out of my mind. And whenever I saw it on, it was either on Facebook or it was on Reddit or some shit, when people started pointing it out and then linking it to an uh, an actual military operation, I was like. That's fucking It's definitely scary. ironic. Um, another thing that I thought about, and this is kind of going going out there, which I completely... We're already there, dog. Yeah, I mean, I, I just am clarifying again. We are... This, this one is... Like, I was thinking, like, what if... We're going to get a fucking fear-mongering review for this, probably. this one. Probably. I, I, we shouldn't, because I'm being pretty fucking respectful. I'm not <laughs> saying that this is happening. But I, I thought, I'm like, I had this crazy thought, like, what if... By saying Dark Winter, that was the green light to all parties involved to start Dark Winter. Oh, shit. Because what better way to start a, a program? Because at that point, you said it on national television. You didn't send it into a, a text message to your buddy, so that can't be uncovered later. Yeah, there's you know no paper saying? trail. Exactly. It's, it's, it's perfect planning. Damn. So it's kind of like that's where my mind went. I'm like, damn. God damn it, I ain't trying to get smallpox. That's fuck. No, me either. Fuck that. I went over the DNA thing about how it's possibly just collecting it. Okay, so this is be kind of the downfall to it here. Uh I've also I also stumbled across on Reddit. I started chasing down the dark winter thing just like Steve was doing. And I came across a lot of people who don't think that it's going to be any type of epidemic, what they're afraid of is a giant blackout coming. A so, literal yes, dark winter. Absolutely. So the which is kind of like, okay, that makes sense. You know, for a, a code name Dark Winter totally makes sense. Well, all these Redditors started coming on and saying, Well, that's kind of fucking weird because I'm experiencing constant two hour blackouts in, in Michigan. I then you have a, another guy chime in in a different part of the country. And then whenever all this shit first started, Steve showed me a, a thing where, um, Washington was having blackouts. Yeah. Whenever the riots were going on in DC, there was a rolling blackouts and media blackouts apparently. Right. And I mean, I come from, I, I'm kind of with the power company, so I'm not, you know, it could have, could have been scheduled maintenance. Absolutely. Could it have been uh, a tree falling on the line? Absolutely. Could somebody gotten drunk and hit a power pole and it took them two hours to fix it? Absolutely. But if it continuously happens in the same area, it's a little suspect. Once again, could it be scheduled maintenance? Absolutely. I don't know. But it is rather strange. Yeah. At what point does coincidence stop being coincidence? Right. Exactly. And then I also stumbled across... Where they were, they were. It's almost like they've already come up an excuse for it, because they've been talking about how other countries could easily EMP our grid, like it wouldn't take much at all. You wouldn't even have to, because they would. I, I'm assuming they would put the EMP on the tip of a nuke, or attach it to the nuke, or however they fucking do it. 
but they were saying that you don't even the nuke doesn't even have to touch land. All they have to do is detonate it above in the sky above America, and it just fucking rop takes our grid out. Done. It wouldn't even have to. I mean, it wouldn't even have to be a nuke. Yeah, so, yeah. Whatever way they could, yeah. they do it. I'm not a fucking expert on it, but all they'd have to do is explode it above the United States or set it off above the United States. And it fucks our grid. Our grid goes back to the Stone Age. Yeah, I was wondering, like, if if we had any sort of defense toward that, because um, so many people rely on it. You know, no, as there, far as... there's been a lot of people who have been advocating for hardening our grid system, but it's never in the budget. They never like the government is just like, nah, it's yeah, good. It just seems so archaic. It seems like it's it's basically like. They're more focused on like cybersecurity and shit as right. opposed to the actual infrastructure of the cyber. Yeah, and you I know mean, what I mean, I know that power companies take the shit serious because I work for one. I'm not going to say which one, but I've even talked to the boss on the power company side that I have, and you know, I, I'm a tree trimmer. I clear structures for them. I trim trees away from the power lines, and I've asked him. I'm like, hey man, can you just like set up a an iPad or something with all the structures on it. That way I can start mapping out locations. I know exactly where to go. And he's like, Kyle, I would love that. But the problem is, is that said power company doesn't want that type of information out there because they don't want people to know exactly where everything's at in case somebody planned on taking, taking a structure down or taking a, a substation out. They don't want anybody to have that information easily. Yeah. Cause I mean, Think about it. A, a rogue bolt of lightning could knock power out for a week. Right. Yeah. That, absolutely. That's not even a coordinated like attack. Well, and then if you want to go that route, it's happened before. The I cannot the Carrington event, right? Karen, Carrington event. That sounds familiar, but um, it's where a solar flare hit the planet. Oh. And shut down the power yeah. grid. It fried the power grid, but at that time, our power grid wasn't as essential as it is now. That's what I was just going to so say. So if it happened now, it would just really butt fuck everything. us. Think of how many people, every everything relies on power. Yeah. For so many people. Yeah, everything. How many people do you know that don't carry cash? They rely oh, on Oh, I don't. A, a bunch. Yeah, a I don't carry bunch. cash. And how many people, all all their forms of communication with any of their family. Yep. All, all grid, yep. web, Everything. Yep, and like I said, there have been people who have been advocating for the the grid to be hardened. You can put shields on the substations, on everything, to shield it from these events, whether it's EMP, solar flare, blah, 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 blah. You can shield it from that, but they don't want to spend the money on it. Because, I mean, if you think about people just take... uh, if, If just the internet went down, people would lose their fucking minds. Oh, yeah. People would absolutely lose it. Some like that's the main form of communication, main form of entertainment. Can you imagine if if electricity across the country went down? I mean, it would be it would just be chaos. Oh yeah, be for sure. Chaos. Well, not to mention, you, and you want to go that road. You think about all the people that would end up perishing. Oh yeah. You know, because you would have no AC, you would have no heat, you'd have no refrigeration for food. You know, you name it. Especially if it's in the winter. Like, we have people freeze to death. Yep. Pretty consistently. Well, even today, you you take the summer, for example. How many times do we, and we live in the fucking Midwest. How many times do they come on the TV in the middle of summer and they're like, hey, 
the elderly people, you need to stay inside because yeah. it's going to be entirely Check too hot. Check on your neighbors. Check on your neighbors. Yeah, exactly. Like it, it's a crazy, it's a crazy journey that this, this has taken me down. Like it, it's, it's made me think a lot and just kind of take a step back and look at things. And the, the current times are scary. They're scary. And I'm going to take this on a different path. Let's go. We're Let's already go. well over time. So we're just going to keep rolling with it. Might as well. Um, take, like I said, taking it down a different road. There have been reports of, uh, of a lot of <laughs> people are going to be like, these motherfuckers are just firing off now. But uh, rogue asteroids coming yeah. through. There's a report that one could hit the day before the election, which is Monday, essentially tomorrow. Uh, not tomorrow for your if this comes out, but tomorrow from when we're recording it. But what what do they call it whenever an asteroid hits and it sends that debris cloud up into the sky and it blocks out the sun? It's a nuclear winter, which right. isn't that far from a dark winter. Yeah, that's and true. And what I was thinking when I was talking earlier about how if this is a social experiment as to how we react to shit, how like they just keep keep slipping a little more in every time just to see like, like how we take it. What is it? Are they just priming us for something? Do they, do they know some terrible shit's coming? Oh, I'm sure. Cause, cause you I'm couldn't sure. just outright come out and be like, yo, there's Asteroid's a planet annihilator <laughs> headed right at you guys because it would be, it would be just, people wouldn't know what to do. Like think of that moral obligation, like being in the, the powers and you know, a world enders coming and there's no no survival for the planet at all. What do you do? If it was me, honestly, I would probably do the ultra shitty thing. Just not say anything? No, I'd probably tell everybody. Ooh, dog. Probably I not probably me. Would. I would because think about it. it no, man, because think about it. Like, how pissed would you be if you were at work and you weren't at home with your family, uh, yeah, I didn't that's, think about that's that. what I think about. I didn't think about it. You know, that. if people want to freak out and go fucking steal TVs, <laughs> fucking have <laughs> at it because it's not going to matter in two days. So, you know, the way I see it is let me know so I can at least be home with my family and we could play a board game while we're getting smashed. Yeah, I didn't think about that. So I would want to that, be with my that family would, too. That is literally the only reason why I would tell everybody. Because man, I read an article the other day of how big the asteroid. Yeah, you're was telling me about that, and that's fucking that insane. Killed the dinosaurs, and it was fucking ridiculous. It was like, it, I told Steve, I was like, if we're gonna get hit by an asteroid, I hope we get hit by that one. Yeah, because Steve said all life on Earth perished in an under two seconds. Yeah, so was, I'm like, I'm good with that. I can do that. It was six miles wide. Jesus. Six miles. So they said essentially when the tip of that motherfucker was touching the earth, airplanes at 30,000 feet could fly into the side of it. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Yeah. It's ignorant. That is ridiculous. The crater alone was over 90 miles in diameter. Wow. That's a fucking monster. That's crazy. They said the heat and the airflow from the asteroid would basically incinerate before the the fucking rock even hit the earth. Which so, makes sense. Yeah, you I mean you'd have you'd have probably like 2 seconds. Yeah, which I'm good with because it's not going to be that painful. Yeah. It's just going to go. Like 
It'll literally be like hitting the reset button on your Xbox. <laughs> you, I mean, you'd see it coming. She'd, yeah, she'd yeah. Be rolling. Which I mean, <laughs> a lot of people probably have fucking strokes before it even got there. Dude, can you imagine? I can't. I can't imagine. I can't imagine. I don't think I'd even want to look. I think I'd just look at. I'd see it, and then I'd just shut the door and go inside and be with my like turn the TV on, sit with my family on the couch, and not even just hold them and be like, well, this sucks. Yeah, they they said it hit so hard that there's probably pieces of dinosaur bones on the moon. Holy shit. <laughs> probably not noticeable pieces, but That's like crazy. remnants of dinosaur bones on the fucking moon. That is fucking crazy. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, it's it's and that's that's just the impact. They're talking about like the tsunami that would have would have been behind it is just unfathomable. Oh, surprised it didn't just ev- evaporate all the yeah, water. I'm sure a lot of it did, but I was just we're we're way off off kilter here, but like, that's what I, happens. I think I I really do. I think they're just they're just keeping an eye on how we're reacting to shit. Yeah, and it, it's possible, it and you've be, been saying this from day one. Like, I mean, he's literally been saying this to me from day one. He thinks it's they're just it's exactly they're just, this. Like I don't, like I said, I don't. I'm not advocating that it is a man-made virus or if it is a natural virus. But when this virus hit, I think they took it as prime, a prime time example to watch how we react. Not only within ourselves, but how we react to government regulations, how we re- react to community regulations. I mean, exactly what Dark Winter says. Yeah. Just and how it all breaks apart. Whether yep. they're priming us for a bigger virus, whether they're priming us for uh, fucking alien disclosure, whether yeah. they're priming us for uh, an asteroid or who the fuck knows? Maybe the goddamn sun's gonna burn out. Who knows? Yeah, because in the war game, they even they even went through. Uh, basically talking about having to step on to our individual and constitutional rights. Like they're, they're like, this is going to happen and it's going to piss a lot of people off. And the, yeah. And, and we mean, don't care. They they would do it. Yeah, absolutely. They would. And there, there wouldn't be a whole fucking lot. Anybody could do about it. And that's that. I think that's the problem I have mostly with, Excuse the, me. <laughs> with the current situations is that I just straight up burped on the podcast. <laughs> I'm not I'm, crispy monster. I'm not the type of person that you can just sit there and tell me what to do and how to do it and when to do it. I'm not a fan of that. I'm I'm not a fan of it at all and I have a huge problem with people telling me what to do. Now, if you ask me to do things, I am a million times more likely to do it. But if you tell me, odds are I'm going to go, "Hey, you want to know a little secret?" And you're going to go, what? There's going to be a middle finger in here somewhere. (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to go, hey, fuck yourself. (laughs) Because I'm not doing it. I knew it. Not doing it. I don't like it. I don't like people telling me how to live my life. Because I would never do that to anybody else. But, you know, whatever. We're fucking way over. And Like I said, I could rant for another two hours. We're not really over because it's our podcast. We can make it as long as we fucking want. That's true. That is true. But at this point, it's it's going to be a lot of a lot more of opinions. We and went from dark winter to asteroid impact. So, well, I mean, it all aligns. Yeah, really. True. In the end, I just I don't know, man. I'm. I think it's something. Prime believer that they're just they're just watching. They're like for sure. Know. 
I think they're. I think they are always watching. I think they're always trying. They're waiting for. I feel like it was said, way more of a social experiment than it was a medical experiment. Well, and like the the article I found, they said it's a live exercise. It doesn't necessarily mean that it's a fucking world ender, like you were saying. But like this is something they're participating in. They know about it. If all it falls in line with Bluebeam. Yeah, for sure. And there's people are still connecting what's going on to Bluebeam. Yeah. So. I mean, it's they it's know a this, lot more than they'll ever let out, and they always have, and they always will. You know, and I think this maybe just, maybe we're going down this road since I watched Utopia, and I think which I, is awesome yeah, for if those who haven't watched it, especially in this time of the pandemic yeah. and shit like that'll make you it's sc- eerie. scratch your brain. It's eerie, but it's it's good, fucking series. fantastic. Well, now that we're now that we've made it all the way to Netflix, we probably ought to wrap it up. Yeah, uh, one more thing though before it's not anything related, but I've I've been wanting to know if our listeners would be willing to help once in a while because I know there are, there are listeners out there because like, we've talked about people that we work with in particular who know a lot about certain subjects. Now there are certain subjects that I have a really hard time finding information on. So I'm going to go ahead and ask one as an example. Squatch call. <laughs> there you go. That's exactly. When I yell squatch call, that means we need you guys' help. Yeah, that's that's going to be the new uh, Hollis Guy <laughs> podcast, like Bat Signal. Ooh. It's going to be a squatch. Steve going, <laughs> But uh, I want to write and do research on um, super soldiers, but not like building exosuits and shit like Iron Man. I want to know, I want to find the stories of genetically modified people that the government's done. I heard, I've heard that DARPA has a big hand in that. So I'm going to start going down that road. But if anybody has avenues for me to look at, send them to us, please. Hell yeah. Yeah. Cause you know, I, I, I would really enjoy that. I'd be appreciative of it. Or if you are a super soldier. I'm a fucking piss poor example of one. (laughs) Dude, is that what... I'm going to say his name on air, and then I'm going to get a pissed off email. Our... our, Bill Gates? No. Our little, like, red flag emailer we got. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did he say something about super soldiers? I'm pretty sure he did. So we got this guy, I'm assuming it's a guy, who emails us all these cryptic cryptic. avenues to go down for us to search through and shit. And half of this stuff, I don't even fucking know. Yeah, and if if you, Mr. Cryptic, are going to send me something on Super Soldiers... Talk to me like you're talking <laughs> to a ten year old. Dumb it down. That yeah. was that was one of my email correspondence with this uh, person. I'm like, I feel like you're trying to lead me down an avenue, but I am too fucking dumb to understand what you're telling me. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm pretty sure he had mentioned a super soldier in here. Well, he might. Have. So, we're, if you're listening to the podcast, we're shouting you out. So yeah, hit me up, dog. Let's talk about this super soldier. Yeah, I, I'm I'm curious on that. I am very interested in the stories of genetically modified people. Hell yeah. And I guarantee you, it is a million times there possible is. over in current times. Yeah, he uh 
did send us something. I'm gonna see if it's a super soldier or not. Well, I think with that being said, we should probably <laughs> wrap it up. Yeah, we're we're completely out yeah. right now. Uh, thanks for everybody. Thanks. Whoa, wow. Thanks everybody for tuning in tonight. I uh, hope everybody had an awesome Halloween, an awesome spooky season. I guess we get primed up for turkey season. Until we meet again, check us out at all our Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter. Come and hang out with us. You know the drill. Uh, until next week, stay safe, stay weird, and if you find a rogue vial of smallpox in your refrigerator, uh, just get rid of it responsibly. See ya. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. 